Welcome back to the Transatlantic Soccer Podcast. This is uh, Alejandro Windsor, and I'm joined by Jacob Robson, episode seven. And uh, it's a uh, special episode too because we have a member of the women's soccer team here with us. We do. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, um, I'm Hrapna Pietersdottir. Um, I'm from Iceland, and I played on the women's uh, U.S. women's soccer team for the past four years. I'm a sport, oh, sports <laughs> management major. <laughs> um, yeah, and graduating May and planning to go home. Nice, nice. So before we um, get to asking her some questions, we're going to do the past predictions, right? The podcast picks, yep. Uh, so we had um, Leicester versus Chelsea, which ended in 2-2 draw. Yeah, picked up a point on that one. 1-1 I predicted. Alejandro got the 1-0. Yep. Uh, Man United Wolves ended up in a, a no-score draw. Ali, you picked up one for the for the draw there. And then Tottenham Man City, who saw that coming? Really? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, City's gone. Guardiola's a fraud. And Mourinho's, uh, <laughs> Mourinho's Jesus. Mourinho's so. a champion. Yeah, I'm saying. Um, right, so let's get into it. So for, we got some fast-forward questions for you. First of all, US-related, what's your favorite US fast food? Um, Shake Shack. Shake Shack. That's Shake Shack. Cool. That's yeah, a big I cool. I actually love Shake Shack. Yeah. Uh, the second one is, uh, what would be your favorite U.S. city so far? Um, I'd say New York City. Sure. I don't know. I just like going in there just because I'm in Iceland, like really small place, and like you recognize everybody on the streets, and then you go to New York, you kind of get less, just like lost in your own like. Like, nobody knows you, and you can just be whoever. Yeah. I don't know. There's a whole lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then so far, in, well, all your, in all your four years of being in here, and also, obviously, your year in high school, what was your most memorable moment? Um, most memorable. There's been a lot. Um, I don't even know if I could, like, pinpoint one moment, but it's just, like, like all the memories from soccer honestly just yeah. playing with my best friends like that's something like I will never give back like playing in a college team like this cool. uh, and then the last question uh, would be if you had one piece of advice for a prospective international student or athlete what would it be um, do research for sure research and um, talk to like obviously the coaches but also look into the academics because some schools are more focused on some studies over the uh, over others um and i think i've seen some even though i was very happy with my experience um but some people are going to schools and then they end up studying something they don't really want to be studying because they didn't do the research mm-hmm. fair enough fair enough right well let's let's get onto the start of it tell us like from the start how iceland is growing up and then you know just kind of working you over and what what's what's the atmosphere like and whatnot um so growing up in iceland is i obviously think it's best country in the world um it's like really safe like you go on out in the streets like i would go to school i'd go home with like my friends and then like i could be gone all day my my mom knew like i was somewhere like i'd be coming home at some point Mm. never worried like never really had to call i would go to practice and go to friends house and come back um but i started playing soccer when I was five like my kindergarten teacher was a coach and she kind of just talked to my mom and uh they like decided that maybe I should try it out I tried gymnastics for like a tiny bit and that didn't work out Mm -hmm. um and then so that kind of has really made an impact on my entire life because that's where I met my friends like that's like I've always 
structures my life around soccer. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's just, uh, Iceland's a small community. Everybody, not that I know everybody, but I will always know somebody who knows the next person. Okay. Which is, I like, but like I said, like with the New York thing, like I kind of like not being known or noticed. No. Um, yeah, I feel that. But definitely good experience. I recommend going there. Yeah. Um, and that's also, yeah, why I want to go back home, just because it's, mm. I don't know, what I'm used to. Yeah. And, and then how competitive is the women's soccer over there and like what's the structure like between kind of growing up high school and and getting into clubs and stuff like that um so because it, i think they call it like semi-pro it's yeah. not like you can't live on the wages you get there right. but like you make a contract and you can get some like um like bonuses like stuff like that but nothing major honestly like the best of the best maybe are getting like some but like mm. it's nothing to like not much, not not enough to live on like as a living no version. okay right but that's why also a lot of people like i know some girls like american girls come to iceland as like uh like a platform to like prove themselves and mm. then move on move to on. europe yeah so it's like uh yeah it's like a definitely a place where you can be like a big fish in like a small pond like and you can like i don't know that's what they like look at the league like the so we have three like league mm -hmm. so that's like the first one is the pepsi league that's a top league um and then there's the Incaso league under that and then there's the second league um and so like the second league is like you're just having fun, fun with your friends like you're not pressured i think to like go to practices they're just kind mm -hmm. of having fun and then like obviously the um Incaso is like a little more competitive and then the pepsi league is like very competitive like they um, like the winners of that, they go to like the qual like qualifiers for like the Champions League, that mm. stuff like that. Um, like our national team players are playing in the Pepsi League, and so like it is a competitive league for sure. Nice. Um, but also because it is, we have a lot of um, players. Like I think soccer is the most popular sport in Iceland. Mm -hmm. um, but it's kind of you when you're young. Like, you could start playing for a Pepsi League when you're 16. Like, oh. if you're that good, oh, like, yeah. you could start practicing. And it kind of happens really quickly. I think at, like, 15, I started, like, practicing with, like, a Pepsi League team. But, like, I didn't start playing because I was, like, the team was, like, at the top in the mm -hmm. Pepsi League. Mm -hmm. um, but, so, uh, I think it's a really good platform for girls to grow. And also for the men's side, the Pepsi League there it's uh like some guys go at like 16 go to england and play for like the under 17 teams for like whatever team um and i am like kind of against that because i think being in league even though it's not as good quality everything like that but like you get so much experience playing against people that are like older than you mm -hmm. um while playing like against people like 16 17. Sure. Sure. um would you have? Would you say you had any idols growing up in Iceland, like soccer related or non soccer related? Um. Yeah. So my actually my uncle he played for Stoke City in England and he played for like um, Stebuk and he played for Hammarby in Sweden and so like I kind of like grew up watching him mm -hmm. and like um, we went to, I went to Sweden a lot to visit him and I went to Stoke too but like I was really young at the time mm. so I and he is a he's a defender like um, defensive midfielder could like you, me could you name drop real quick what, <laughs> what your uncle is called 
Peter Martin Sean, but yeah. Right. Oh, I was thinking Ida Gunn Johnson for some reason. Oh, no. No, he was like one of his good friends, though. Oh, really? Yeah. That's sick. That's sick. Um, so, like, that's the thing. Like, Iceland's so small. Like, he's really good friends with my uncle, and they nice. played together. Yeah. And, like, I, um, my cousin's dating, like, his son. Oh. So it's just, like, so Iceland's like so big, One big community. Yeah. Nice, nice. And then, so how did you kind of make the jump from high school in Iceland to like college over here and, and what did that did you have to like sign up with a company to come over here or, or how did that work um so I had always yeah I had always wanted to come here since I was little mm. um and so when I was like starting the process uh there was like I think it was at my club that they, they're called I forget the name of it actually um, they, there's like agents that came over and they're like, oh, we help people like go, um, play in the States. And they were like, I met with them a few times mm -hmm. and those are the guys that like helped me, um, like I s signed with them, I guess. Um, but they like made the video for me and like kind of opened like the pool of like, they put me out there mm -hmm. so like college coaches could like reach out to me. Um. So yeah, I, but it's very different. Like some people do that, some people don't. Like it, you can do it on your own for sure, but it is a lot of work. Like just doing the video and reaching out is like sometimes you could just get, kind of get lost. But it's like mm -hmm. easier if they can see you and act, like just contact you. Mm -hmm. um, did you get any other offers from any other schools besides UMass to play at, or was UMass like your like your number one option? Um, I talked to other schools, but honestly, like the first few schools, because like I didn't really know about a lot of schools mm -hmm. and like, so I would get like schools talking to me and be like, okay, I have no idea who the school is. Like I wasn't really interested, but so kind of stuff. Okay. I have to do some background here. So I went to high school in Brooklyn, um, Massachusetts. That's like right outside of Boston for a year my junior year and that was 2012 2013 um and that's like where i kind of got to know colleges around here mm -hmm. and so as soon as you amherst reached out to me i was like i like this area mm -hmm. i'm familiar with it it's only it's direct flight like to going home mm -hmm. and like i still have like um a lot of people in boston that i'm still in contact with and so I like talked a little with them and I kind of just said, yes, I don't, I don't know what it was. I just got so excited yeah. and I probably should have like done more <laughs> research. I could have, should have probably visited, but yeah. I was like, yep, I'll come. Away. Yeah. Fair, Fair enough. Yeah. Um, there was an Iceland girl on the team at the time. So she also reached out to me and I talked to her, which kind of research, like, I don't know if I would have been as eager to, to say yes, but after talking to her and like, I think it was definitely like a girl I could trust, like she's really cool. Um, so she definitely helped me with that decision. Did you get any offers from like the West Coast or is it kind of just the East Coast or? It's kind of spread out. Spread out, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, but they also asked me like what, um, what areas I was thinking yeah, yeah. and it was kind of just like the coasts, like, East Coast, West Coast, and then, like, maybe Florida. Yeah. But I also kind of picked, like, I would have always picked a school in this area just because, like, it is known for academics. Mm -hmm. Like, the East Definitely. Coast, like, over other areas. Makes uh, sense. The Northeast is some of the, the like, the best academic yeah, schools in the country. for sure. Easily. Um, so, we'll move on from that. Um, 
like the biggest jumps coming to America? Like, have you have you had to make like a lot of lifestyle changes, or is it like the same type of living that you did back home too? Mm, oh, definitely life. Like, yeah, I don't know lifestyle changes, but it's the one thing I've noticed, and like my friends here make fun of me for it. Um, but I feel like Americans are always in a rush. <laughs> like it's like we're on a schedule. You need to be doing that. Like. And this, that's, like, I think the biggest thing, because I'm, like, my friends say that I'm slow. I don't want to use that word for me, but um, I just, I don't know. I like kind of going with the flow, but, like, just, for example, like, we're we're getting ready. We're after practice. We're changing, and we're going home. Mm-hmm. And my friend is rushing me, and I'm, like, okay, mm-hmm. like, I'm trying. But then I ask myself, like, why am I stressing out about going home about going home yeah okay, about I'm, relaxing like we're we're just going home watch netflix like yeah. we're not in a hurry or anything <laughs> so i kind of like like after a bit i would always be like oh sorry sorry that was like we're in a hurry uh we're okay like it is okay we do not we're not <laughs> rushing to do anything um and then i guess yeah the food we eat like um our country's like really like built on like fishing and yeah. stuff like that yeah. so like I would eat a lot of fish at home, like, and it's just, like, you eat it, like, two to three times a week, like, at school, at home, mm-hmm. anything, um, and I, like, barely eat fish here, mm-hmm. and not necessarily because of the quali- quality, like, I don't really know, but just mm-hmm. because of the axes, um, but then it's also, I don't know, coming here, I, so, I just, I'm a vegetarian right now, mm-hmm. and I think that's something, I don't know if I would have done that I was home, even though, like, I know people are, like, really starting, but I notice it, like, a lot here, and obviously, like, having UMass Dining is amazing, and being <laughs> able to, to eat well on, like, a different diet um, was, yeah, I love that, and I, yeah, I think, like, the food, we, you have so much good food here, so, but I think that might be different from the rest of the states, I don't know. It is, it's a lot uh, different, yeah, it's a lot different. <laughs> so I'm very happy that we have that here. You're saying you came here to school and then made the decision to go vegetarian? Yeah, I mean, this is my fourth year, and I just did that, but... Um, oh, okay, All right. So I haven't been doing it for a, uh, a really long time, but it's like, I don't know, there's just a, a lot of awareness about, like, awareness building around here, I think, like, with, like, climate, like, everything like that, like, I've been away from Iceland for so long, so I obviously, like, don't maybe know 100% what's going on at all times, but I do love that, like, the diversity here. Mm-hmm. We don't really have a lot of diversity, especially with ethnicity, like, at all. Mm. Um, so, like, my freshman year, I took, like, race class and gender class, and I was, like, this is, like, really interesting learning, like, about other like other like ethnicities like their experiences because like we're all white in Iceland mm-hmm. like there's no about like and I've never people come back and like aren't white Caucasian like whatever yeah. um wow. but yeah like diversity for sure and that's I think like one of the biggest things that's impacted me sure. to see and how's like this is going to be a weird question but I'm just one I'm like fascinated by is the like transport in Iceland like how is that like different from I'm, I'm obviously guessing it is different but like how how different to america do you mean like like roads like for, from what i see because i've i've flown to iceland and mm-hmm. stayed in the airport for two hours and then just flown back to manchester mm-hmm. like uh, on on way on my way back from the uh, from america but like all i've seen when i'm flying over iceland is like green fields 
and like a road and then like a house even like mm-hmm. so what's it like like yeah um we that's the funny thing because i i think it was last year so i i got a car here mm. and then i was like i actually realized that i've never driven on a highway yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been driving for five years but i've never driven on a highway so I was kind of nervous for it, and, like, I still am. Like, I need to, like, I have, like, both hands on the wheel, like, really stressed out. But mm. I think it's just, like, it's so small. Like you say, like, driving around the country, especially, like, here. Like, you go on a highway, and you can go super fast, and you have, like, four or five lanes. But, like, we call it, it's called the ring road around Iceland. Mm. And it's, like, just, um two like no like sing single lanes mm-hmm. and like sometimes they're putting up like double lanes because of just like more traffic now i guess but uh, yeah you literally can drive around the country like a single lane and it's so it's just so nice and so easy and like uh you can just look around like we don't really have any trees at all so you can look around like all the nature <laughs> like it's very like yeah. you can see for like I want to say miles, but I really want to say kilometers because yeah. <laughs> I don't want to start saying miles. <laughs> but yeah, like you can see all around. So it's definitely like, I I, I don't know, I like it a lot more than driving on a highway. And I, I feel like it's probably more safe too. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is, this is a good one. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm interested in this one for sure. <laughs> um, what have you, like, have you had a lot of lessons learned since you've been here, like big life lessons, like big decisions that you've had to make that have like obviously impacted your life. Mm, are you talking about just in general, like soccer or school? It, in general, it can be anything. In general, yeah. Anything, yeah. Um, I think it's just not, I don't know even know if it's necessarily just because of being here, but just like growing up, like honestly, like these four, like this being my fourth year, I think these are years that are very important and like, you're you're becoming an adult mm. like you come I came in here a freshman and I was like I'm just having fun like yeah. in college playing soccer with my friends like it's just days go by and don't really think about it and then yeah. like being a senior like my days are really coming to an end yeah. here and it's it's stressful um but life lessons I think that one is you're not everybody's always gonna like you I think it's a bit big thing is like st- like stop trying to like please everybody mm-hmm. as much um don't stress about others opinions like and do things that are scary um because like if you don't like you're never gonna get anywhere mm-hmm. um and then also just make connections that are like that like i don't know help you like in some ways not i'm just talking about like make you happy like like help you in the professional life everything like that like you don't realize until you're leaving this place that it's like those connections that are gonna matter um later in life um i'm not i'm not <laughs> to be this deep but yeah <laughs> no good advice good advice <laughs> shit gets real real fast and like obviously it's like senior year like yeah me, me and yourself and it's just yeah shit gets real real fast mm-hmm. so. um moving on to the soccer side of things in america and particularly for umass and college soccer what's the the playing style like that other teams have adopted or the, that you've recognized in other teams can i just yeah. One quick point too, being an American, obviously, like we 
like I looked down upon my own playing style, like the way that at least I was I was taught. I don't, I don't want to say taught because I don't think that's how I play, but taught the way to play, like how an American plays, like in high school and stuff. Um, so I'm I'm really interested to learn, um, like what yeah what what type of differences do you see coming here? Mm, I say I kind of had like a split experience because I had a saint uh, two different coaches. So two, for my first two years, I had a coach. Um, I'm not gonna drop any names, but I did not. Um, it was not my kind of coach at all, and yeah, we didn't do well at all. It was just kick and run, like that's mm-hmm. all it was. Like I was supposed to go on the field because I'm a defensive mid or like a center back. I can play um, defense, um, and you get the ball and I would get the message like you get it up there yeah just kick it forward so that's just like we yeah it's just like you, I got into my head like okay I get the ball I'm supposed to get rid of it as fast as I can mm. and that is definitely not good like because players me included you're just like okay we never want the ball mm-hmm. we never like as soon as I'm beginning they're like okay how do I get rid of it um which is I think not a good coaching style at all um and so after the first, so yeah, my third year, this was spring, sophomore year, we got a new coach and he is American and he brought in um, a coach um, from England and then another American. Um, and then, so when they started, it was completely different, like black and white. They're very um, possession oriented, um, which I loved and everybody loved because and, but he had to teach us to like want the ball. Yeah. Like we would do um, like uh, drills, like keeping the ball like a lot before we even went into like finishing and like long balls. Like if we did a long ball, <laughs> <laughs> he would get so mad at us. And, like obviously sometimes you need to do it, but I got into the habit of doing it um, and other players too, but he really, really impacted us in a good way. And like, if you guys have been to a game or if you're going to a game, like you'll see like it's very, very possession oriented and yeah. that's where our success has come from. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just like makes I don't know, it's more comfortable because you don't wanna like be getting the ball and then you just wanna get rid of it. Like you wanna mm-hmm. keep the ball, you wanna play and like watching games, watching clips and seeing that possession, like it's it's so much more fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Like you don't nobody likes watching a game where it's just kick and run, kick and run, kick and run. It's more fun to play in, too, in mm-hmm. a system like that. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have, like, um, kind of seen this, like, probably over the last five, six years, especially, like, with Guardiola, uh, play, like, managers like that, kind of that kind of possession style base mm-hmm. has become much more, you know, um, of a thing in professional soccer. Yeah. Well, it makes plenty of sense. If the if yeah. you, the other team can't get the ball, then what, just, you know, what harm can they do to you? Just going to wear them down. With yeah, them, so tire them out. You know exactly. I mean? So that's, I mean, I'm glad. Like, I've, I've seen numerous college soccer teams, probably, I mean, mostly men's teams that have hoofed it up, up front. <laughs> the, the big guy that's 6'5", and... You know, and it's just nothing. There's no success in that. The guy who also plays on the basketball team, exactly. who they have playing on the <laughs> soccer team too. Yeah, and play, <laughs> you know, and he, yeah, yeah, it's, it's everything, everything. But yeah, so for you right now, senior year, graduating in May. What is on the agenda for you got at post graduation? Um, so I have plans to go home. I'm currently just sending out like applications. Um, and but at first, so I graduate. Our weekends like May eighth, tenth, something like that. 
and then I'll be traveling with my sister because she is graduating with her like BS in medicine and mm -hmm. so we're traveling in Asia for like a month and then I come home um, I'll be playing at home my team actually just got promoted to the Pepsi League oh, okay. um, which is exciting um, and then yeah so it's just finding jobs right now and it's hard because I, I can't pinpoint exactly what I want to do so right now I'm just applying for a bunch of stuff yeah. and I feel like that will help me like kind of Got like guide the way to where I want to be. Do you have a lot of people at home who you know too who have also like come to the U.S. to get an education, or is like your degree gonna look like that much better going back home? Mm, I think for sure, like this is a unique degree, like sport management. Um, like I mentioned before, small country, you can't you can't offer everything. Mm -hmm. In like the typical, like all my friends, it's like psychology, law, business. Um, stuff like that very very popular like a lot of people are, but they're always graduating with this like same degrees and so um and, like computer science big too but that's why they keep having to go like master before they do anything mm -hmm. like they look at they're like oh you have a bs or a ba in this like yeah you need a master's what? but sport sports management like something that um isn't a thing at all like something so like when i'm applying for jobs i have to say yeah like i'm studying business but it's a focus on the sport industry. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I can't, um, and it's kind of hard always having to explain it because yeah. we do have a major home. It's called like, it's the like kind of like sports science. Um, yeah. And so you're, I don't even know what they study there. Like, <sighs> people always think I'm learning that. I'm like, no, 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 this is like business size. Like yeah. I want to be on the business end of it. Um, and people always ask like, oh, so you want to be a coach? Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> I'm not trying to be a coach. One one question I did have, and I haven't put it on my notes, is that what things have you missed uh, while being over here? What things have you missed uh, that is typically Icelandic or things that you just associate with home? Um, I mean, we have like okay, the candy. The candy. Yeah. Uh, we have the best chocolate. Wow, that's a big world. claim. That's a big claim. Cause it, I, I know some Belgians that will be, you know, not happy with that. Well. <laughs> Okay, maybe if we leave the Belgians out, <laughs> then we'll have the yeah. the top um, the top seat there. But I've I don't know how many kilograms of chocolate I've had to bring for my friends here. They mm. love it, nice. and we're really into licorice. And I know people don't <laughs> yeah. like it. Yeah. I know you guys don't like it, but nah. I, it's an acquired taste. <laughs> but that's definitely something is but that's what i can like i would bring like a bunch of candy but i knew they would never eat my licorice candy yeah so you get that all for yourself but. <laughs> yeah. uh but yeah i know right. so one, one more thing i wanted to touch on before we wrap up um so the men's icelandic team they've they've like blown up over the last like six years or so mm -hmm. and has how's that had an impact on the nation is that kind of made um, I mean, how put it? it's like the nation focus on football as a way of like succeeding. Has it has there been more money pumped into football over there or not? Um, yeah. So it, it used to always be our women's team. Like they've always been ranked at least top twenty. Right. Um. So those were the that was the team that everybody uh, would watch and like go see. And I remember when I was like really young um people weren't going to games for the men's national team yeah. at all like because we would never we'd get like one in one lucky like result kind yeah. of um but then i think it's when we got um lars slarbuck um he the coach came in i think 2012 yeah. or something that he came in yeah. um and they started out with almost qualifying for the world cup um 
2014. Yeah. Um, but we just missed out on that uh, loss against the Croatia, yeah. which we I don't think we were ready at that point, honestly, to go to a big tournament. Um, even though we did good, mm. and so like the next big chance was the Euros, so we made it to the Euros. Let's, let's not talk about the Euros because we, yeah, we know that. Oh, I didn't <laughs> think of that. We know what happened there. That was actually, I think, the, my favorite. <laughs> sport forgot, I forgot about that of all times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That. Who would have thought? How, how's, how's the U.S. doing, Alejandro? Um, <laughs> I don't even support the U.S. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they, they blew up her in the Euros. And I can't remember. Who did they go on to face after England? Was it? In France. France. And then, yeah. I but, went to the France game. Really? I, really? I, after the England game, I was oh, like, I went online. Really I was like, good. I am only there I have to that's awesome and even if we we did lose like 5-2 or something yeah. we scored two goals they still put a good performance in yeah. yeah you and have so to be proud we yeah. like there was everybody like you guys definitely saw like the Viking clap yeah. kind mm-hmm. of yeah. thing so like that was big here too in the US for yeah. a while even at like football games mm-hmm. and stuff it was uh, that was crazy it, yeah it became, it became like a really big thing um but even though we had been doing so much and people were like okay we gotta stop doing it it's getting kind of old but like I was in the sands we were like doing that and like even we were losing like people were just having so much fun and I've never because like they hadn't been this good ever like we were like it was amazing because I've, yeah. I've watched like multiple like World Cups I remember like the first time I actually really got into it was like 2006 I was 10 like and I like I was, I was at my grandmother's like um, for like a week, and I would just sat and watch and watch, and I would always have to pick a team that I was rooting for. But finally, it was like me, like I can pick my own country, I'd be like, like proud of my country instead of just like picking a random team. Yeah. So it definitely changed a lot, and obviously we get a lot of money for qualifying and mm-hmm. doing so good. So I've definitely seen a lot of um, like positive things happening and we're about to like uh redo our like national stadium right now uh which is really cool so um i'm just really excited and i hope we we can keep this going well we've obviously got the euros coming up this this Mm -hmm. year again finals in england so hopefully england finals (laughs) gonna be in there i'm I'm actually trying to get get there definitely I'll be in England over the summer for real um, anyway thank you very much for joining us it's been a pleasure our first thank uh, you first guest on the Transatlantic podcast um, Alejandro right that's time to wrap it up with our podcast picks for this weekend Chelsea Man United big big game and for me there's only one outcome what's, what's your pick there um, I'm going to have to go with a, uh, I'm going to go with a 1-0 win for Chelsea 1-0 because I hate United and I'd uh, like to see you upset, to be honest. Okay. Well, there's only going to be one guy upset, uh, you <laughs> and the Chelsea fans, because I'm going for a 2-0 win, Odin Igalo, two, uh, two goals from him. Oh, yeah, the, fair the, enough. The yeah. Nigerian Ronaldo. I forgot he's back in the... Is he in the team? <laughs> uh, that's what Oli says, but, you know, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, I'm not going to trust anything that guy says anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. Anyway, uh, Arsenal-Newcastle, um, let's go. What, what, what you got for that? <sighs> I'm going to give it a 1-0 win for Arsenal. Um, who knows? Aubameyang will maybe pick up a goal. I don't know. I don't have much faith. but Did you know Lacazette hasn't scored in like a year? Yeah, I, well, I've been saying I think it's about time for Ar- us, Arsenal, us to sell him on. Arsenal are like a dead team. <laughs> like mad dead. No, we're going to win. We'll beat, we'll beat Newcastle. Uh, I have uh, enough confidence to beat Newcastle. Right. I'm, I'm actually going to put a $10 bet with you off, off this uh, off air. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for a 2-1 win to, to Newcastle just because I think 
Steve Bruce, I think, uh, is a magician when it comes to a, a big away go, uh, games. So I'll go for a 2-1 victory to the Newcastle uh, United. Uh, last game, Wolves versus Leicester, the uh, kind of Midlands derby in the Premier League. Uh, Alejandro, what you got for this one? I'll give it a I'll give it a two two draw as well. Actually, I, both these teams are really good. Yeah. Um, I'm actually a really big Wolves fan. I like I like what they do with that team. I kind of like how they've been going with the uh, with a, a big uh, Portuguese connection. Boy, so yeah. I'm gonna give it a two two. True. I'm. Well, you saw my pick, and I'm not gonna change it because I don't want to be the same. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go for a three two, just because I think Vardy is like their only kind of good striker and he's obviously out so I think Wolves with Adama Traore who's a beast unstoppable at the moment and then I really like Raul Jimenez as well I think it's going to be a 3-2 victory for Wolves and especially they're playing at, at home as well to, at Molyneux so I think that's going to be the outcome but uh, we're tied at the moment in the standings hopefully that all changes in my favour uh, this after this coming weekend but that's been our uh, episode 7 draw to a close I've been Jacob Robson I've been joined by Alejandro Wednesday. Uh, thank you for listening. Stay safe, and we'll be back in two weeks with episode eight.